Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics surrounding business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far, and I hope you had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were be realistic with yourself. You know, if we're going to fake the funk, as we all do at some point in time, the least we can do is not do that with ourselves. Understand our boundaries, understand what we can do, and let's not just lie to ourselves, you know? And what I really learned with regards to that this week is that a very important factor in being realistic with ourselves or being realistic with myself is that I need to learn how to do what I can and be at peace with that, which is extremely tough sometimes because doing what we can and realizing it's not enough can be extremely, extremely devastating. And if you're anything like me, when it's not enough and you and you want to prove your point, you'll begin to do way too much, overexert, do the most, and that doesn't serve anyone, especially not yourself. So there comes a point where we have to get to where we can confidently say, I've done what I can, I, I believe in it, this is who I am, and if it's not enough, that's okay. You know, we're not on this earth to satisfy everybody. Nothing does that. Nobody does that. And in order to satisfy everybody, you'll also have to be betraying everybody, including yourself. And who wants that? There's no peace that comes along with that, you know? So I'm at a point where I'm learning how to do what I can. And when it's not enough and I assess the situation with a sound mind and I realize that there's no more I can do, there'll be some pain, there'll be some disappointment, and there will be that urge to fight and do more because that's what I do. (laughs) But I'm learning to just be at peace and fight those urges and just be okay and have the calm and confidence in the fact that I've put out what I can and understand that those who want to gravitate towards it will and those who don't, meh, what can we do about it anyway, right? So this week... I am going to be talking about fostering confidence or maybe even fostering wholeness. I think that's what it's going to be. We'll go back and forth. Whatever title you see, that's the one I'm going to decide on, but I'm going back and forth on those two. But I think we'll see. You guys will see when you click on this episode. But for the sake of this conversation, I think it's really important that I just define what I mean by fostering before I start saying anything else. And what I mean by fostering or what anywhere where I say foster, fostered, fostering in this episode, I am referring to it in the sense of foster parents and people who take care or take ownership temporarily of something or an entity or a person that does not belong to them for a season until the owner can get it back. So with foster parents, right? Um, The parents or parent is not in the position to properly care for their child and they relinquish guardianship of that child for a season. And should they get back to a place where they can handle taking that back on, they bring their child back home. 
So that's what we're going to be talking about. And what really made me think that this was a conversation to have with you guys is that I've noticed that a lot of our most common disappointments and pain, the ones that we experience the most often, usually happen at the hands of others because they're not living up to the expectations that we have of them. So not the expectations of their capabilities, (laughs) but the expectation of what we believe they are capable of. So therefore we expect that from them. And the fact that they are not able to do those things that we're expecting of them leaves us in a lot of pain and experiencing a lot of disappointment. And these experiences often come from us believing that they hold responsibilities or powers over parts of our lives. And these parts of our lives are things like happiness, right? When we expect someone to make us happy and they no longer do so, things like hope, putting our hope in people and they let us down, joy, expecting somebody to bring us joy and happiness and having them fall short, confidence, as we all know, self-worth and love. These are just a few that I could think of off the cuff. There are probably so many more things that we give power and responsibility to other people over us. And when they do not come through in the way we had expected them to, or in the way that they maybe have in the past, it brings us a lot of pain and disappointment. So we foster out these parts of our lives into the care and custody of other people. So we give our love to somebody to take care of, right? Like, we give our love to somebody to take care of. Whatever way you can think of that to and interpret it, it is what it is. We hand over our self-worth to somebody who only gives us visitation, <laughs> which is just horrible, right? Like, could you imagine putting your self-worth into something or giving it, fostering it with somebody who only gives it to you when they, when they think they should? So all the times where they don't think they should, where they're angry at you, where they just are not in the mood, you have no access to your self-worth because you've literally fostered it out. We hand over, well, no, we harbor our peace of mind outside of ourselves in situations and accomplishments. So we don't feel peace until we've done certain things. We don't feel peace unless we're around certain people. We don't feel peace unless we're getting accolades and pats on the back. You know how fickle this is? You know how dangerous this is? Like reading it back and just discussing it and saying it out loud, not just speaking it in my head, just lets me realize how, one, how often we do this, and two, how reckless is it? How reckless it is. Guys, tonight, English is really... My tongue is doing more than my mouth, <laughs> so my I hope I can just stay on track and not mess up the English language too badly for you guys tonight. Another one is that we hand over our confidence to the masses to be given back to us in the forms of likes and attention. That is social media. That is putting ourselves out there and constantly needing that validation back because we fostered our confidence into these machines, into these people, into these strangers, into these false accolades, false affirmations, these fickle things that don't last. And the last one is that we put our joy in the reactions of others and into what we do. So my identity and my joy, I put it into 
doing things. So the moment I finish a task, that's where my joy comes from. And if I don't finish that task as well as I thought I did, oh, there ain't no joy to be found because I fostered it into, into tangible things instead of having it on the inside of me. And the reason why this is so dangerous is because fostering out the parts of us that make us whole puts our quality of life and our mental health at constant risk, at the mercy of other people and other entities. These things belong to us and they're a part of our wholeness, right? I'm not going to sit here and ever say we don't need love. We don't need happiness. We don't need hope, joy, self-worth, confidence. These are necessities to our livelihoods. So when we take these things that when we have them within ourselves, when we exude them without confirmation, without external forces and we give them to other people and other entities to hold for us they are pretty much holding the quality of our lives and our mental health at the by the hand like by the hair like I don't even know how else to put it because think about it if your confidence can only come from people liking your stuff what happens when they stop liking it one you're gonna be so unhappy And two, you're going to start to alter yourself and change yourself and do things in a ways to cater to the masses so that they can give you visitation with your confidence. So there are certain things you might not like to wear, ways you don't like to dress, things you don't like to say. But when the masses like it, and since they're the ones fostering your confidence, you're going to start to give them whatever it needs. They need to prove that you're deserving of getting access to this thing, right? It's just like with foster parents or even people who foster animals right in order to receive it back as the owner you have to prove that you're worthy or that you're in the right space to receive that thing back and that's what happens when we relinquish our ownership to entities and to people we're constantly at their mercy and they're there convincing beg um and we are there trying to beg them and convince them that we deserve what we need from them because we've given them full ownership and full custody of it for whatever season we're in. And that just leads to the point that our foundational emotions, these ones that I've named and many other ones that I probably have skipped over and some that I'm sure you guys can think of, they are an inside job. These things are an inside job. We are not supposed to be fostering them out. Because no one will ever take as good of care of it as you will. It's impossible, even if they have the best intentions. When you put your hope in somebody, even if they don't want to let you down, because of the fact that they are human and they are also operating their own lives separate from what you've given them responsibility over, they are bound to let you down. And even if they don't let you down, the way that they'll care for it won't be the same as the way that you'll care for it because it doesn't belong to them. Like, let's just think of anything in our lives that we have been given by someone, even if we treasure it, even if we appreciate it, there is a different type of energy if we 
used our hard earned money resources and effort to purchase that thing. Like I can speak for myself and I'm sure many of you will agree as well. It's not the same. Once we know the blood, sweat and tears and the effort and the value that went into something because we are the ones who possess those blood, sweat and tears, it makes it so much easier for us to care for it, to go the extra mile. And even if somebody else knows the value because they didn't put in the sweat equity, it makes it very difficult for them to go above and beyond. They just won't see the value to that extent, right? Another reason is that nobody deserves the responsibility of or pressure of fostering your wholeness. It is a lot. It is way too much to put your joy into somebody's hands, to put your happiness into somebody's hands, to put your confidence into somebody's hands. The value of those things are way too high to be given away and to be fostered. Like they'll never be able to appreciate it. And even if they do that type of pressure, like it's not even fair to, to take your life and to take the things that make you matter to yourself and give it to someone and say, if you don't handle this properly, I'm not going to feel like I matter. That's a lot. And the worst part is that we we do this to the people who we care most about. What What a burden to hold. What a burden to bear. So it's one of those things that coming from an internal point, it doesn't, it's not the best. And coming from an external point, it's not the best, right? And you cannot afford to, you cannot afford to not keep your wholeness in-house, your whole life will be at the mercy of the possessor to get it back. And that's what I said in the beginning, right? That whoever holds on to the things that make us whole, they are going to be able to dangle us in any way they want. Even if they don't know that they're doing that, the emotional turbulence that comes with giving someone something that they don't even know they possess and them not returning it or taking care of it in the way that we want we'll have you being stressed out and we'll have whomever it is being absolutely confused and this is the reason why we feel a strong pull towards these things right the reason why we feel a strong pull towards things that make us feel loved things that bring us joy things that bring us happiness is because these emotions belong to us and they are needed for wholeness in our life they're very necessary like feeling love feeling joy feeling happiness feeling confidence these are necessary parts of what make us human beings right and when we give them away or when we aren't exuding them or developing them internally what happens is that we constantly chase after them in the wrong ways if you don't have self-love you're gonna look for love in all the places that it's available which means you're going to end up with cheap love. You might end up with abusive love, anything that looks like love because you need it for yourself, right? So it's not even wrong to want these things. It's just wrong to place place the priority of them or place the value of them in the hands of things outside of yourself. Because as I said, that's a very dangerous place and we don't want to be at the mercy of other people as they give it back to us in whatever way they want. And And another point is that you'll never actually be satisfied with this long term because it's not meant to be outside of you. It's the reason why you post a picture on Instagram and it gets 250 likes and you you get that hype for that moment. And then two days later, 
you, you're, you're feeling like your, your confidence is down again. And when you think, oh, that picture I posted last time had two days ago had 200 likes or 2000 likes, it's not enough. That high that you got in that moment as you were watching those likes trickle in, it disappears. And what do you have to do? You have to put out another picture. And if that picture gets 150 likes, you're not satisfied. You're chasing after that high. And so what do you need to do? You need to do something more scandalous. You need to do something more dramatic, something more jaw-dropping to continue to get that confidence. Because confidence is something that we need on the inside of us. But because you have fostered it out to social media, you have fostered it out to somebody who doesn't even truly understand you. You fostered it out to your work and the accolades you get from it. You will constantly be chasing it. And that's the worst part is that you can't ever be satisfied. So the the chase never stops. You'll constantly be doing the most, constantly be trying to prove your value, constantly be bending and twisting and contorting yourself in a way to ensure that whatever whomever or whatever you fostered it in can see you enough and count you worthy of giving you drops back of whatever it is that you want and this is sinking sand this is a foundation that always shifts this is something that will never last you long enough to matter because you'll constantly be chasing it so why do we want to do that right And another thing is that fostering our emotions will have us constantly projecting. We will be projecting onto others. Things like saying that someone makes you feel unloved, someone makes you feel unworthy. Nobody can make you feel unworthy unless they possess your worth, right? If they make you feel unworthy, it's because you've given them that power over you. And that's projecting, right? No one can ever steal your joy unless you leave it at a place where it's easy to be grabbed. You can't steal something you don't have access to. If if my joy is on the inside of me, if your joy is on the inside of you, no one can take it because they can't even get there. Before they get to a place of being able to steal your joy, the alarms would have got, gone off and you would have sent them packing on their way. Putting your hope in someone means that they will constantly be your tap you will need to go to them every single time to get those hopes so what will happen when that tap runs dry and this doesn't mean that they don't they no longer talk to you it just means that they no longer offer your dynamic changes in a way where they no longer offer you the hope in the way that you that you wanted it or in the way that you were taking the drops of it right and what happens when the compliments that a person gives you daily that makes you feel loved stops. Like what happens, you know? This is really sad. Like <laughs> I'm reading this out loud and just talking about it. Um, I'm getting like these emotional reactions to it because I can see within myself where I've done this. And I'm sure many of you guys can probably see places in, your, in yourself or points in your life where you've done this, Right. And like, what will you do when the Instagram algorithm changes again or they create an update where you no longer get likes or comments if that's where you've put your worth, right? If that's where you've put your compliment, um, your confidence, what will we do? And these are the questions that when you really ask yourself these questions and you really meditate on it and you look over it and you think over it, you understand the importance of bringing all of this stuff in house. We need to bring it all back home and everything that makes us whole needs to be done in house. (laughs) Like there is no other way to put it. We can't be fostering out our wholeness 
Nobody, nobody can handle the value. Nobody knows the value. Nobody can even see the internal struggles that you're having and the way that these things affect, affect you enough to even be able to quantify the importance of you putting these parts of yourself, these necessary emotions in their hands. Even the person, as I said, with the best intentions will fall short because they are not in you. They don't see how it affects you. They don't know how you need it, the amount that you need, the ways that you need it, how to offset when things are out of balance and all of those important things. So we need to bring all of this stuff back home. And the way to bring it back home is to first of all, thank those places that have taken care of them while you figured out the value. There are times in our lives where certain emotions are not at the highest internally. Our confidence shifts, our joy shifts, our hopes dwindle. This is a part of life. And for those moments where we don't have it like that, where we did foster out our emotions to other people and they took good care of it, and they, and they showed it back to us and they spoke life over us and they showed us love and care. We need to be grateful for that, right? Because there is something to be said for community and uplifting and the people who can take you at your lowest and give you the necessary boost to get to wherever you need, right? But with that being said, bring it back. <laughs> appreciate what they did, thank them for all their help. And I'm not even saying thank them actually. This is just an emotional gratitude, a mental gratitude of what was done for you, but bring it all back home, bring it back home. It's time to bring it back. Even if you don't see your value yet, keep it close to the chest while you figure it out. Confidence is hard to build. Joy is hard to sustain. Happiness is hard to keep up, but in the process of understanding the value of it and trying to get to the place where you can exude it and activate it freely, the best thing to do is keep it in house. L take a look at it, see what it's like, start understanding it so that the moment that value finally clicks to you, you already have it exactly where you need. And the best place to look for value, because part of the reason why we end up fostering things out is because we start to use those people as symbols of that thing that we need, right? At a moment in your life where you lost all hope and somebody walks into your life at that exact moment and they show you love, they show you care, they show you everything, you start to attach your hope to that person, because at that moment, that's what they represented to you. And it becomes very difficult to, to separate that. And you, that's how the fostering process begins. You very genuinely, very innocently. But the thing is that the best place to look for that type of value, the one place where it doesn't change, the one place where it does, it stays the same, the one place where the moods won't go up and down is in the word of God. Friends, that is the only stable foundation to set yourself on because it's not trendy and it's not fickle. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It will always be there. Even if you don't believe it, go back to your Bible again. The words are still the same. <laughs> it doesn't change. It doesn't rotate. It doesn't, it doesn't go with the trends. It doesn't say, oh, well, this is what's popular now. This is what I need from you. Or, oh, I don't feel like doing that for you anymore. If you 
set your foundation on something that's stable, when you get the external confidence, when you get the external hope, you'll appreciate appreciate it for what it is but the moment that it disappears you're not going to crumble and I think I spoke about this last week as well right that what we build our foundation on is important we shouldn't build our foundation on something that should just be an extra story on the top and external validation external confidence external hope external joy those are additional stories on the top those are not the foundations we need because those things will change and then what happens when the ground is pulled from under you you're sinking. You're in the sinking sand because that foundation is not strong enough. So through the Holy Spirit, which is on the inside of you, right? We all have our soul. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. From there, from the internal that's already there, that is where we build the things that are supposed to be on the inside of us. It's already a foundation that that lives on the inside of us. So we're not going anywhere externally we're not putting it in anything. We're taking the solid rock foundation and we're building what and whom we are on top of that. And another reason why we need to bring things back home is because there is a lightness that comes from not having to prove yourself or perform in exchange for what you want. Like... (laughs) I can personally attest to the difficulties of attach fostering key emotions and key parts of my wholeness to people and the moment I feel them slipping away from me I will do every and anything in my power doing the most belittling myself disgracing myself dwindling my self-worth even more to ensure that they stay because I have fostered something to them and the moment they leave I, do, I feel like I won't have access to that thing anymore. And it's extremely performative. It's the reason why people will do something shocking and jaw-dropping. And every single time they're trying to top themselves. Top themselves, top themselves. Not because they want to, but because they feel they have to. Because they've fostered out whatever value it is. Whatever part of them that is necessary to their survival into the hands of people who will only give them what they need in exchange for having their jaws be um, jaws dropped and in exchange for them being odd. And when you bring it back in and you feel that lightness of not having to perform, you'll be able to move in a more genuine way because your inspiration is internal. You'll do what you want to do. You'll and people will gravitate towards it. And that's the interesting part, right? Like people will see that you're effortless. They'll see that you don't care because it just is what it is. And they will want to be around that energy because right now there are a lot of people trying to do what they think people want them to do. So much so that if you ask them what they want, they don't even know anymore because it's become so intertwined that they can't separate themselves from the performance and from the the actions that they do in order to get back what they want. So when you see somebody who goes against the grain, who is not afraid to be embarrassed, who lives their lives according to themselves because they know themselves enough because every single part of their wholeness is stored in house. There's something so beautiful and so attractive about it. People will 
feel that they'll gravitate towards you and not only will they gravitate they'll stay because they want to not because you're begging them to stay not because you're walking on tight ropes and doing back bends to keep them entertained they'll stay because they want to and that is the beauty of bringing everything back in house and the one thing I have to say with regards to this is do the work I'm not sitting here and ever saying that it's going to be easy. It's not easy. Like as someone who has gone through this very recently and is still currently going through this of bringing my wholeness back home, I can tell you that it is a work in progress. And there are times where I'll, I'll feel so good. I'll feel liberated. I'll feel so happy. Yup. Everything's in house. We know the value. This is gold. This is diamonds. This is platinum. And the next day I'll be like, no, I want, I want more of it from the outside. I feel like it'll make me feel better. And I will go back and forth, back and forth. But what I've learned is that I need to continue to do the work because it will be worth it in the end. So I hope that this really helps you guys and brings things to perspective and helps really guide you and see the ways that you're being pulled and see the the things that you have given to people that they don't understand the value of. And I hope this really helps you take back your power, take back your wholeness and take back your self-worth. And with that, I'll get right into the words to live by for this week, which are it's all in me. And when I think of that, I just think of the Whitney Houston song, I'm every woman, it's all in me, right? (laughs) But that's just what it is. You have and currently possess all the tools necessary for this moment in your life. You possess them. You possess the tools or you possess the knowledge to access the resources. And understanding that and first of all, building on that confidence will make it so much easier for you to do this. There are going to be times, as I said, where you'll feel like, no, I need people to cheer me on. I need people to tell me I'm great. And that's fine. We can need that. Sometimes we do need a pat on the back, but that is not the foundation we build on. We build on ourselves. So I can be confident in myself and know my value while simultaneously appreciating the people who tell me that I'm great. But when it comes to the hierarchy, there's one that I can afford to live without and there's one that I can not afford to live without. Although I can prefer both and love when they're moving in tandem, but I know the one that if it disappears, I'll be okay. And the one that if it disappears, I will need to do the work to get it back. And that should always be the internal. We need to be able to pull happiness from ourselves, find joy in ourselves, determine our self-worth based on who we are as people, not on what we produce. And once you realize that everything is all in you, you'll be able to really foster in the other way, foster as in develop this time, (laughs) foster the skills necessary to be able to constantly tap into our wholeness. So there are times where I, my confidence dwindles and because I've worked so hard to bring it back in house, I know that when my confidence is dwindling, there are certain things I can do. I can paint my nails. (laughs) I can take care of myself, go get my hair done, pamper myself, 
do self-care, sit in bed all day, watch movies, listen to music, eat my favorite food, and I'll be happy again. I know how to reactivate that. I don't need to post a picture and have people tell me that I'm beautiful for me to get that because as we said, that's fickle what happens when it disappears. So it's all in you. It's just a matter of tapping into it. So if you can this week, think of one thing that you fostered out and bring it back home. And when you're bringing it back home, learn the value of it, learn how you like it and see the ways that you can give that to yourself so that you're not depending on other people for it. So when the tap does run low, you have access to the switches and you're able to turn it back on, turn it on full. And if it gets too much, you can also turn it down because it's all in you. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week 